Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Happy to have you with us here on this uh, Red Friday afternoon. Is the boss around? Yeah, yeah. Is, he's, Alan, is Alan in the building? He, he was uh, just wandering by a little while ago, so I'm out by the candy machine. Can he come run the board for a little while so that Colin can take part in the scavenger hunt that's apparently happening in the building right now? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I walked out during during the lunch hour. I walked over to the little snack area that we have. And, I mean, it's crazy with people opening doors and looking under things. And, uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> I, uh, in, in fact, uh, he was talking to the big boss and uh, walked by and she said, are, aren't, are you looking for the stockings? And I was like, I got to be back on the air in a couple of minutes. Big just, boss, just, we got to do a show to, still. Just came to get M&Ms, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's all good. Um, for the, so for those who don't know what we're talking, there's, I don't, I try not to, I'm not in our work email a lot during the show because mm-hmm. I'm very easily distracted by stuff. And so, but so there has been all week, this scavenger hunt happening at various times in our building. Yep. Find the thing, win prizes. And Colin said Sam won something earlier this week. Sam he won win? something Sam on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, he found something. Yeah. He's here. He Samuel usually doesn't get here till like 1235. He's shown yeah. up at like 10 a.m. every day this week trying yep. to find this dang stocking. I mean, so we have there, there's a little tree out by the door where we go out into the main lobby area. There's there's a Christmas tree that was put up there. And I walked back in from getting my M&Ms. And there's one of the women who works here was down on the floor searching under the Christmas tree. Uh, and Carrington from 610 was standing right behind her. And they're talking about, no, no, I think it, I think it would be up higher than that. It's just like, oh, oh, that, that stocking. Because it's a stocking that's being yeah, hidden. Yeah, an actual stocking. Mini baby stocking, yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah. And uh, so, they, I mean, they've shown up in all kinds of different things. And if it goes on long enough, I guess every half hour or so, there's another clue that comes out and um yeah the, the, the clue the clue for today is that it's on the third floor which is where we are. which is where we are yeah so yeah that's why there, all of there the activities rules. like it's not in the studios it's not in the production booths it's all out somewhere in the open it could be in a drawer it could be in the ice machine i don't know which means that yeah we'll we'll never find one yeah so I assume the bosses aren't listening because they're off taking part in this. So I feel pretty safe in saying this on the air. Can we do this? Not the problem with our building is that somebody's always on the air. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, between 5 a.m. and 7 p.m., somebody's always going to be on the air somewhere. 
so I recognize that. But can we rotate this around a little bit? No kidding. So it's like off limits between 10 and 2 one day? Now, I I can't sit here and tell you that I'm really fond of meetings, but but I will. (laughs) That's what Colin and I were talking about, too. But I will point out, yeah, every time there's like a big all-staff meeting, they schedule it for 1030 in the morning. Every time. (laughs) Yes. And it's okay sometimes. Oh to yeah, it's not totally fine with me. I mean, those. I got a built-in excuse to every meeting. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So we miss the meetings, but then we also miss some of the some of the good stuff too. But they want us to be at the meetings. Mm-hmm. Do them at a different time. Just saying. So, <laughs> all right. Next time, I think you guys like find proxies who can do the search for you. Yeah. Right. Like oh. we should have people on our behalf. Just hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah, like the boss, I think. That's not a bad idea. I could probably bribe Alan. I'm sure he's not doing anything, right? I'm sure he's I'm sure there's nothing going on on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. the next Getting clue just came out for the stocking. Ooh, clue number okay. two. Says, if you are cold, you are warm. Oh. Now, I looked in the ice machine. I looked directly into the ice machine. Did you look in the I fridge? Looked. No, I didn't look in the fridge. Dude. I know. There were, there were too many people over there. That kitchen oh, was a okay, mess. yeah, so they all figured out. There were people that- all over the place. Oh, so this is where I would fail. Little person's going to be pushed out of the way. <laughs> so I, I feel like you see everybody's at the enough. fridge at the same time. I feel like I you could throw elbows. I, I, could, I hold yeah, my I, own. I could pull my way in. I, I This is where, like, crawl on the floor. like This is how I function at an airport, too. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of people around, just kind of, like, squeeze my way. Put the hands out and just kind of mm-hmm. make my way through, and then people don't know what's happening. So, <laughs> huh. All right. Well, this continues in our building. Yeah. Happy holidays to everybody. Um, coming up at 1230, we are going to talk to Manny Abarca uh, from Jackson County. There was a meeting earlier this week to talk about the future of Jackson County sports. We know this is a bit of a touchy subject. There were stories out today about Frank White. There were stories out today about the three eight cent sales tax. We wonder where the heck are things. And we sort of don't know what to believe. And I, I think a lot of you are in that position now, too. We sort of don't know. We don't know who to believe. And so we'll talk to him coming up after 1230 uh, about where things stand and how the meeting went this week. Huffington Post came out with a list. Uh, Chefs reveal the secrets to preserving your sanity in the kitchen while you cook. And I love this list because there's one on here in particular. If I ever learned anything from Rachel Ray when she was on the air doing 30-minute meals, there's one on this list that I will credit her forever for teaching me. And I I won't start with that one because I don't want to steal your thunder on that. But one of the ones that I really like in this, and I would love for them to expand a little bit more on it, because uh, when I was talking to my dad about the, because he was always the cook in the family, and he loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. But his thing was that the hardest part, the hardest thing to learn in cooking, when you're cooking a meal, is trying to figure out how to make everything come out at the same time, that everything's yeah. done right at mealtime. And if you can figure that piece of it out, you are like 60% of the way there. Um, and what they said is cook in stages, that good prep before you cook is going to help with that because you can line everything up. And once you've got it all ready to go, then it's just a matter of putting the things in the oven or in the pot at the right time so that they're all done at the same time. That's just math. But doing the prep work, they said, is is kind of key to getting that done. And that makes a lot of sense. They put a lot of focus on cleaning as you go. Oh, yeah. Um, which I don't do and should. And, and decluttering before you cook, which I do do because clutter makes me insane. And so there's never – I'm always looking for other ways to get things off my countertop. Any Anywhere I can put other stuff that's not – if it's not my coffee pot – 
that I use every day. It doesn't belong anywhere on my counter. Well, and that also works into another one of them that's on the list, which is d- that you don't need to use every tool in your kitchen during every meal. <laughs> yes. So, but you do need to use every utensil you own. That's what I tend to do. <laughs> yeah. And this is why, again, this is why I don't bake because I use every bowl, every pan, every utensil there is to produce something. Yeah, somebody on the text line just said, I started, uh, to the prep thing, I started cooking last night for dinner on Saturday. Yeah, that's it. I mean, things like that, that you get, and you get them to a stage where they're ready to go, and then you pop that dish into the fridge with a you know saran wrap cover on it or whatever and just leave it there until it's all ready to go in. And that way the day on Saturday when the big meal happens, it's just a matter of put this there, put this there, put this there, turn it all on, go. If you want to add to this list, 913-586-7798, because we might offer some, some Christmas gift ideas here. Um, the one on this list that I love that I do all the time is the garbage bowl. The biggest mixing bowl that I have that's pla- I have just like some cheap plastic ones. The biggest one I have stays on the counter, especially if I'm doing a lot of chopping and vegetable prep and stuff like that. And then instead of reaching for my, not that my garbage can is in an inconvenient place, it's on rollers and it pulls out. There's just something about having the bowl on the counter directly in front of you for all of the garbage and all the trimmings yeah. that makes it easy. Oh, yeah. And as soon as you said that, uh, and that was the Rachel Ray trick, right? That's mm-hmm. the one that you learned from her. That as yeah. soon as you mentioned that, I started thinking in terms of our own kitchen, and I don't know why I don't just drag it over when I'm cooking, but our the, the way our kitchen is set up, the, uh, the, the trash can is, it's, it's probably about five steps away, but it's not right there. And, uh, you know, you think about that and it's like, well, it's only five steps away. Yeah. But if you're doing that 20 times Mm -hmm. during the course of meal prep, it's like, oh, I got to throw this away now. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. It it gets exhausting. I was um, on TikTok. Stuff will show up sometimes. Like if you were going to build your dream house, what it would include. Mm -hmm. And people who have done it will show you the stuff that they, that's just brilliant. And there are a couple that I've seen where people have basically like a mail chute or like a, a laundry chute <laughs> in awesome. their counter. That's great. And oh. it goes directly to your garbage can. So yeah. it's a big hole in your counter or a big hole. Like they will attach even smarter is, um, you know, just take a big space and make it your cutting board. Mm-hmm. And the hole is in your cutting board. The cutting board is stationary. It sticks to your counter. The holes in the cutting board, and it just goes down directly to the garbage can. Love that. Oh, so smart. man, that would be great. Our, our house is way too old to have been built with something like that, but it does sound <laughs> something like something you could aftermarket in. Um, yeah, it just anything that helps a little bit. When you realize how repetitive cooking is, anything that saves a couple of steps or a couple of seconds adds up. There's a baker that I, I don't know why I follow her because I don't bake, but I think she's entertaining. There's a baker that I follow on TikTok who is a home baker and will post a video every day of her day. And so you can see in fast motion what her day was like. And the smartest thing I've seen her do is before she starts working with anything, she covers her counter in plastic wrap. Nice. So that instead of having to clean her countertop, pull up the plastic wrap and throw it away. <laughs> That's great. So smart. Instead of having flour and sugar and everything everywhere. You know, I was thinking about something that I I had a friend who had one of these years and years ago, back when I was in like just the early days of high school. Um, does anybody have trash compactors anymore? Like the home trash compactors, do those still exist? 
the, in older homes. I have a couple friends that own older houses that have them, but I, not recently. I wonder why those want to wait. The, the only knock that they ever had on it is by the time it's time to take the trash out, it weighs 400 pounds mm-hmm. because you put so much stuff in there. Yeah, I wonder whatever happened to those. Some of you were trying to educate us about something. Give us a call. 913-586-7798. What are the tricks? We're going to be doing a lot of cooking in the next week and a half. What are the tricks? Uh, Feel free to give us a call. We'll get to more of these next on KMBZ. So several things are happening right now. John looks like he wants to run his head into the wall. Oh, Colin's upset because we've had an end of the stocking search. Yes, and And this is Celine Dion, of all things you could have picked. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Celine Dion song. Um, and the text line is incredibly amusing right now. Ugh. One thing at a time. Uh, the, the stocking's been found, and apparently Sam yes, scores again. Sam won it again. Uh, yeah, we were right about the fridge. It was. He told me it was inside a frozen dinner inside the freezer. Wow. Yeah, so they went out okay. of their way to hide that one. That's a tall person thing. The ability to look and, like, get in the freezer and look through all that stuff. Our I feel like that's a like tall a person advantage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of the drawers on the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. It's on the bottom. Yeah. So you would I'll have actually had an advantage had you been I would, there. I would have been good there, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so congrats to Sam. I think next year Boo. Sam covers the board so Colin can can go look. I just, you know, the, the prize was tickets to a Chiefs game. And I thought, boy, mm-hmm. that would be hilarious if I won. <laughs> it really yes. would. That, would be, that yes. would be the best thing ever. But yeah, if, see, then we could have had a second contest. Then we have someone, is this what your, your head is in your hands I about? Just, is yeah, the, the, the argument you have been having on the text line <laughs> is stunning. Oh. I only do the fun ones. You do the more serious ones. The you stupid Democrat liberal stuff. Oh, I stay yeah. out of that. Oh, I that's... only do the sure. I'll I'll play ball on who actually invented the garbage bowl. I uh, somebody's well. See, and what I'm reading from this from the outside, just watching it happen, and, and it's making my eyes bleed, is that somebody's mad at Rachel Ray, and they're taking it out on you. And, so I think and, they're mad and at by me. extension, me. Yeah, right. I think they're mad at me because I gave Rachel Ray credit. <laughs> That's where I learned about the garbage bowl. The uh-huh. idea that it seems like a long time ago we started the conversation about the, the hacks in the kitchen. But I used to watch 30-minute meals a lot. That That's kind of how Rachel Ray got famous was 30-minute mm-hmm. meals on the Food Network. Yeah. And she was the first place where I learned about instead of going to your garbage can every eight seconds, get a massive plastic bowl out and put all your garbage and in just, that. Yeah, dump nice that. convenient. And dump and it in the garbage can. Once at the end of everything, yeah, you just you only have to empty it and walk over to the garbage can one time. Yeah. And somebody is very, very upset that Rachel Ray didn't invent that. Okay. That's a professional chef and professional kitchen thing. I'm sure it is. Well, she's a professional chef. I don't know. She's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's I mean, true. She's, she's not, you know, she's not a dummy. I mean, she she does food for a living. But yeah, I mean, this is going back and forth still. There's there's nothing new under the sun. But yeah, I don't think either one of us said she invented it. But whatever. I, I yeah, the, I mean, just the things, the, the tiny little things that people will pick out to get absolutely just over the moon upset about is is kind of amusing to me sometimes and i just have to sit here and watch it with my head in my hands going really if you're gonna attack us and the hosts and everything at least please and this is my oh boy saying to the world please use correct grammar oh yeah Uh uh-huh know the difference one english teacher here and one in training (laughs) 
So yes, contractions easy, man. Uh, you your is a contraction of you and are. It's y o u apostrophe r e. My favorite thing in the entire world is getting a text from somebody that says you're an idiot. Y o u r. Yep. Yeah, you're right, boy. I'm a I'm a dummy. <laughs> I'm also going to give credit now somewhere where it maybe doesn't belong, so get ready, but this is where I learned it. Uh-oh. <clears throat> um, again, from the Food Network, because that just seems to be where I get a lot of my information. Uh, Giada De Laurentiis is the one that first taught me, at least, about if you're going to put Parmesan cheese um, in pasta, like you're going to make pasta and have red sauce or whatever, and then Parmesan cheese. She was the one that taught me to put the Parmesan cheese in the bottom of your bowl first, then put the pasta in and roll it around so that the cheese then will stick to your pasta and then put the oh, sauce on. Yeah, because you get the starch on the outside of it that kind of acts like glue. Yeah, so it doesn't just slip off. If it's, it doesn't get lost, mm -hmm. it, you, it holds its flavor then. I don't know if she invented it. <laughs> That's like I said, where I learned it. There is nothing new under the sun. The other hack that I like is the, and it was an ex-boyfriend that taught me this one, about um, under your, your cutting board, to keep your cutting board from slipping around, wet a paper towel. And put oh. a wet paper towel underneath it, I was, and that'll keep it from slipping around. Yeah, I always use the thing that uh, it, it's like a little uh, foam mesh thing that you, you use to unscrew oh, yeah. caps off the jars. I do yeah. the same thing with that. Put that under there, and it does. It accomplishes the same mission. That's like shelf liner, yeah. kind of right, like yes. shelf liner right, papers. Right, right. Like There's that a little circle stuff. of it that they sell to, to unscrew caps off the jars. Caption. Yeah, that works too. But the uh, the paper towel works, especially if you have a wooden yeah. cutting board. Oh yeah, then it's a good way to keep that thing in place. So physics, it helps. Oh, text line. Let's see. I have 30 seconds to go back and look and see what your problem is right now. Um, somebody said, oh, here you go, guys. Here's here's the argument. If you fall back on correcting someone's grammar, it's because you have nothing else to bring to the conversation. No, it's because people who use poor grammar are stupid. It's called irony. If you call someone stupid, but your grammar is bad. Uh-huh. That's ironic. You have set yourself up for that one. Right. Right away. So if you're going to call me a dummy, spell it, it right. It, well, and, and see, the thing is, you have options. If you want to come after us, there's a phone right there. <laughs> you there can, are plenty of things that we actually do that you can argue right. with. And, and you can call into the show, but you chose to use the written communication form. And if you're going to choose to use written communication... Know how to use written communication before you do that. You think they're scared of me? Oh, definitely. Nobody wants to be. talk to me when they call in. <laughs> it could be. I bite. You're a pretty intimidating guy. Grr. I mean, I'm, I'm like, scared. <laughs> you guys please shut up. I don't want people calling now <laughs> trying to argue and trying to fight. It's Friday. It's 1230. Yeah. Move on. Uh, as we shall. All right. Um, although not into a more peaceful conversation, uh, Manny Abarca of the Jackson County Legislature is going to join us. Uh, he hosted a meeting this week to try to gather some opinions from people about the future of Jackson County sports. Uh, it's the first time in quite a while that we've talked to someone in a position of authority about this. So we'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It was months ago that we expected a decision about where the Kansas City Royals were going to be moving to. Uh, That time has come and gone. Now there seems to be a much bigger conversation about the future of Jackson County sports. Uh, And with that, we have a special guest to keep it going. Very happy to have Jackson County legislator Manny Abarca online with us. Thank you, sir, so much for joining the program. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I want to go back a little bit, just a few days, and talk about the town hall that you set up and what it was you were hoping to accomplish by getting the voices of the folks in Jackson County heard on this. Yeah, well, I think it was important to hear directly from constituents across the county about questions they had, right? It helps frame how I ask questions in closed session, how I approach uh, both teams that we have conversations, and to understand what it's going to take to get folks comfortable uh, ultimately with a ballot initiative. And so uh, it was ultimately a great uh, outcome. I think 100 or so people showed up and we had some great questions. Can you clarify for us the process here, um, the ballot initiative and then just a decision about <laughs> we assume the Royals are moving. We assume the Royals are not staying at Coffin Stadium. Feel free to correct that. But can you explain the process about who decides if the Royals move to where and what the ballot initiative has to do with it? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the teams make these decisions, right, uh, in terms of where they take their team. Uh, we, we do not own the rights of the Chiefs or the Royals. Therefore, we don't own the teams. We own the land and the stadiums. And so that is our arrangement as it is. And so this idea of we can force them to do anything, uh, that's like forcing McDonald's or Walmart or Price Chopper to stay where they're at. We just can't do it. We can make it more feasible for them to be somewhere, but that's it. And so that's our relationship with the teams in terms of the process to approve a ballot initiative, right? So this is a renewal of a 3 8 sales tax that we've had um, for uh, nearly 50 years. And so um, it's something that um, – voters have invested in. And now the renewal process will take an action of the legislature to approve ballot language and then put the ballot um, forward. And whether we got to override a veto uh, of the county executive, there could be three votes to just make that happen. So I would have to assume, given the fact that your job is Jackson County legislator, that your druthers would be the, the Royals, the Chiefs, everybody stays in Jackson County, correct? 
Absolutely. My goal is to try and keep the teams uh, in Jackson County the way we've had them for uh, several decades. So given that, what has been in this process your biggest personal point of frustration with the fact that I, I, I should probably start with, are you frustrated, as a lot of us are, with the fact that we just don't have answers yet? A lot of frustration to go around, um, some that I think I can own as a product of the county who's negotiating, right? Uh, us dragging our feet and in in determining what we want to see from a county is a better deal, starting from the county executive to myself and colleagues, right? What, what does that better deal look like? Uh, and then also from the teams and their independent decisions on um, sharing information, how they're sharing information, this uh, shell game of or this county or this county or that state or this state, um, those things are not helpful in ultimately getting to an approval of a, a constituent vote on a ballot initiative. Um, this could have been cleaner uh, from the get-go. Get where does it stand right now as far as where Jackson County is concerned? That's a good question. Uh, I was uh, kind of caught off guard yesterday uh, by the introduction of ballot language. Now, I think uh, the chairman has made a statement that this is just to initiate the discussion. Um, But it's an interesting priming of the pump because we only have um, a few meetings left in this year. um, And we have only, I think, five meetings left before the actual deadline um, that we would have to make a decision on ballot language to, to make it right for the April ballot of next year. So um, our timing is running out quickly, and we still have a lot of discussions to be had about what the lease looks like, and most importantly, the community benefits agreement, which actually spells out what is the better deal for Jackson Countyans. Now, you also mentioned the county executive, and I think we, we all want to hear a little bit more about this because <laughs> going going back almost a month ago, uh, Dana and Parks were told uh, by another one of your fellows that in, in their mind there was no movement here because neither side was even at the table and laid that directly at the feet of Frank White. Give us your take on what his role has been, and are you satisfied that there are good faith negotiations going on here? Uh, I think where we were a month ago is very different than where we are now. I think uh, a month ago I was absolutely appalled by our progress or lack thereof and our good faith negotiating. Um, That's when you saw a lot of leaks and fraudulent numbers that ultimately got corrected. Um, Now we're at a different place. Uh, I know that the legal teams are actually uh, at the table with the teams making progress, developing ballot language in concert with them to make sure that the teams are comfortable as well as the county is comfortable representing what should be on the ballot for voters to consider. Um, so we're in a very different place, and I, I think there is progress being made, but it's not without its own challenges of the county executive weighing in or, or legislator members um, doing moves without engagement uh, of the whole team here. What happens if that ballot initiative fails? a very good question. Technically, we're under lease until 2031 uh, with both teams. And so um, to Frank White's point, we do have them locked in, but that lock-in doesn't guarantee that they will stay in, right? And so I think it's important that we approach this as a you know one-time deal here, and we don't put the teams in a situation where they have to consider alternative options. I, and I, I hate to make this even more complicated than it already seems to be, but I'm going to have to do it anyway because I'm wondering now, given the fact that this seems to, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say, by the way, that we're in a better place now than we were a month ago. But with all of this, uh, the frustration, the consternation that's led up to this simply involving the Royals, one has to wonder what has been the attitude of the Chiefs during all of this? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it was made very clear by leadership at the Chiefs that, look, there is not going to be the same process followed for uh, the Royals in terms of the reputation spilling. Um, they're going to make the best decision for their business as, as necessary, and that may mean not negotiating at all and just saying, you know what, this is too too chaotic. We're going to step out, and good luck. And so that has always been my fear is that um, um, – they would do that, right, and just say, look, we'll, we'll accept the governor's offer that's clearly made, and, um, you know, there doesn't need to be any of this uh, hee-haw in here. We'll just move on. Does there come a point where, in the negotiations, where Jackson County can't offer enough, too much is being asked to the point where you walk? For the county side? Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be a pretty terrible decision because all they – asked of us is the same thing that they have under contract now they've not asked for new taxes they've not asked for larger development um around them the stadiums or they've not asked for anything outrageous they're literally asking for the same deal they have so with that in mind talk a little bit about what you see as the royal side of this uh how do you feel that they are approaching this you mentioned before you know i don't want to hear about clay county i don't want to hear about kansas i don't want to hear about any of that stuff let's get something done in jackson county and let's get it done we can certainly understand why you would want that but uh, would you like to hear more from the royals more of a commitment at this moment that this is going to be the path going forward yeah i mean i think it's a chicken or an egg thing right i mean they say tell us you're going to put the the vote on the ballot before we tell you where we're going to put it. Uh-huh. Um, and and that, you know, I, I can see the, the counter of back and forth there. The reality is voters are going to have to make a decision whether or not they want to continue to invest in major league sports teams in Jackson County. That's going to be up to the voters. Uh, the reality of whether it's in the East Village or South Loop or Truman Sports Complex, uh, th- there has to be, we have to set that aside for the moment and say first, do we want to pay for these teams or not? If we don't, then that discussion doesn't even need to happen, right? I mean, if the voters aren't going to approve a renewal, then, you know, it doesn't matter where it's located. It won't be located in Jackson County. We hear a lot of frustration from listeners about the fact that, in fact, it's, it's almost tiresome at this point. You know, you thought yeah. we thought a decision was going to be announced six months ago, then three months ago. Now there's no timing on when we're going to know. Um <laughs> You know, is the Northland really on the table or are they not? Nobody seems to really know what's going on or who's who's making the decisions. What do you hear from your constituents about how this is going publicly? <clears throat> yeah, it, it's uh, it's not good. I mean, and I think part of that is the Royals fault in establishing and starting this conversation before they really had an idea. And I will give them credit to say, like, look, if we came to you and said, here's the full rolled out deal, we got everything fully baked, we're going right here. You're going to have people to say, well, we didn't get included in the process. So, again, chicken or egg thing, right? And so they come to you and say, hey, let's work together to figure this out. Well, now this is messy. <laughs> um, you know, why didn't you have a better deal? So, it, again, back and forth as to there's no win here, unfortunately. People are going to be dissatisfied no matter what. Again, it goes back, though, to do we want to have a Kansas City Royals team in Jackson County or not? Um, the location, you know, that that is subject to future discussion, but – we got to figure out if we want to invest in them or not. And if we don't, that's fine, but we should make that known. Okay, a little bit of a two-parter here that, that I think is, is related to exactly where you just took us, which is this. What's your confidence level at this moment of a ballot initiative passing? And the farther that this goes, the more that frustration builds. Do you think it jeopardizes that? Um, 
Yes, <laughs> to all questions. Uh, I think um, so with the town hall, I don't know if you all saw the registration. I asked five questions kind of about I got it. Yeah. And we read the, it on the air just so you know, we read the whole thing out loud. Yeah, good. Uh, so that some of the data that's behind the scenes of that 200 people that, that kind of played in that game um, were pretty right in the middle about whether or not they wanted to continue to invest in uh, these stadiums and these teams and whether their tax dollars should go to this or not. And there was about a 20% of the population there that said they needed more information, right? That's the swing vote that's going to likely be swayed on location, on investment from alternative places other than just Jackson County, right? If the Chiefs get money somewhere else, if the Royals get money from somewhere else, uh, or what the deal looks like. And so ultimately, I think it's, it's in a fair play moment where voters could say, yes, we want to renew, but it's going to take a whole lot of investment and time on both of these teams, on uh, the community leaders to come out and say, we do want to do this. This is a good deal. You know, maybe it's we brought in all these small businesses now that are going to run our concession stands, or maybe it's, uh, you know, free ticket day every other week or whatever it is. Um, I think they're going to have to sway voters, and that's going to be the campaign they've got to figure out between January and April. And so I put that squarely on the teams to make sure that the vote works or not. My job is to get the best deal that it could have happen on a ballot. Jackson County Legislator Manny Abarca, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for taking us through it and giving us straight answers. Boy, it's good that somebody does. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for the time. It. Yeah. Have a great holiday. Uh, if you have thoughts on what you just heard, 913-586-7798. We'll be back to talk a little bit more about this coming up next on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Uh, coming up in the next hour, uh, we have a new museum here, the Amelia Earhart Museum. I still I haven't been to yet. It just opened recently. Boy, it's already getting some national attention. So we'll get to that coming up here uh, in the one o'clock hour. Mark Zuckerberg is apparently preparing for the end of the world. <laughs> and if it happens, he's going to be ready for it in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, where else would you want to want to ride out the end of the world, right? I guess, yeah. But the fact is, if you if you already thought that Mark Zuckerberg was a supervillain, <laughs> get ready uh -huh. because he apparently is going full on Doctor Evil. Um, he's found an island and he's building a massive underground bunker to go along with his above ground compound that he's going to live in. So, yeah, I'm not sure what he thinks is coming, but he wants to make sure that he's ready for it. Kauai is where he's building this one. Can't, um, hey, listen, I can't blame him for that either. Kauai is gorgeous. I didn't make it there. That That's when I was like, on my next trip, if I'm solo, that's where I would go because yeah. it's a little more off the beaten path. Mm. I'd like to see that. Uh, he has spent $140 million on the property and the compound. Uh, it is being called Kulau Ranch. It is partially constructed. Uh, and is shaping up to be one of the most expensive personal construction projects in modern history. It will consist of more than a dozen buildings and two central mansions that'll be connected by a tunnel that leads to a 5,000 square foot underground shelter. Stupid New York Post is giving me ads. <laughs> With an escape um, hatch. <laughs> thank you. Yes, accessible <laughs> through a ladder. So you can, you know, if you need to escape, then you take the ladder to the top. Uh, the property will house at least 30 bedrooms and 30 bathrooms and will feature dottings of guest houses and a group of 11 disc-shaped tree houses joined together by rope bridges. Okay, that part that part sounds cool. The rope bridges, that sounds like fun. Um, what does he think is going to happen? It's gonna have its own energy supply. 
it's going to have a big water tank. So it would be completely self-sufficient underground and above if he were to need it. The subterranean bunker will hold a living space and mechanical room and feature an apparent blast-resistant concrete and steel door. Yeah, I, I don't know what he thinks he's protecting himself from, but let's talk about the above-ground piece of this. I mean, the bunker is going to get all the headlines. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I know neither one of us is a multi-billionaire, okay? You're not? No, no. I thought you were the one. Oddly enough, yeah. Uh, no. So, um, I, and I think about that and I think 30 bedrooms and 30 bathrooms. I don't know 30 people I like well enough to invite them to my 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 billion-dollar ranch in, in Kauai. I, is it just me? Am I crazy? If if I all of a sudden became a multi-gazillionaire, would I want to have a 30-bedroom mansion? I mean, that's a city. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about a small city that you've got there. Yeah. There does come a point where you ask, why like, why 30? Yeah, I mean. It's his, why did you need 30? He's got two kids. It's it's his money, right? He, right. If, if that's what he wants to do with his life, by all means, it's your money, Mark. Spend it however you want to. You're going to whether I tell you to or not. So even saying that out loud sounds kind of silly. But I just, I do wonder that. It's like, does all of a sudden having more money than God turn you into an instant oligarch? That everybody really wants to do that. We just know we don't have any money, so it doesn't even bear thinking about. Well, but. Again, this is a problem I'll never have to... Thank goodness I'll never have this problem to think about <laughs> yeah, it. Right. But, like, is 10 bedrooms not enough? Uh-huh. Or 15? Like, maybe if you're having... The only thing I'll give him, I can't believe I'm about to say this, is that if he wanted to hold, like, Facebook meetings, at the, like, instead of renting out a convention center... Yeah. ...or a hotel, and he just wanted to have everything there, if you wanted to have the 20 biggest executives in Meta out to the everybody would have their own bedroom sure but isn't that what the guest houses are for well isn't that also what the internet's for <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so you, i mean you don't have to be anywhere and you don't have yeah. to have a meeting that's at your house right I, um boy i would hate to think that he's spending that kind of money to build that kind of extravagance so that he can hold meetings in it <laughs> i doubt that <laughs> of, of all it. the things yeah. that, that i would hate that for uh that would be the one that would be the absolute worst uh, yeah i just i don't understand it i mean our house now is big enough that we can have two sets of the kids and their spouses over, you know, at one time. And everybody's uh -huh. comfortable. And we can squeeze in even more than that if we needed to. Right. And I can't imagine having anything bigger than what we have now. I and would, I would. I guess the only thing I would do is fill it with cooler stuff. But I'm kind of on my way to doing that anyway. Well, and my thought is, like, he's already got the property. I'm looking at the location, yeah. right? He's already got the location. He's already got... In my mind, I'm thinking he already has all the stuff that I would spend that kind of money on. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be buying islands. I would be I'd be paying for experiences, not yes. thirty bedroom. And that's in the main house. I mean, that's not the little dotted. Everything. Does he have some big extended family I don't know about? <laughs> now, well, the fact that we don't know about them, I think, is the answer to that question. That even if he does, they're probably not around much. If you have thoughts here, we're just kind of amazed. Feel free to get in. Alex is in KCK. We'll go there first. Hey, Alex. Hey, guys. Uh, great story, of course. And uh, say, Phil, here's something that you need to think about. Um, the archipelago of Hawaii is caused by a volcano that is stationary where the tectonic plates are in motion. Yep. So you're not really going to want to build <laughs> a 
big compound next to an active volcano that at any time could go boom, and, and it just doesn't make very much sense to me. But, uh, you know, people do that. Yeah. <laughs> you got the money, why not? Um, and, uh, and, yeah. that, and that may be why he chose Kauai, too, because Kauai yeah. doesn't have any active volcanoes at the moment. So it, it, it's oh, already yeah. past that. Which part? Where? It's, yeah, it's, uh, the, the place that you were talking about. They've already moved that island past where the activity is. So, oh, yeah, 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 he, oh, should, well, yeah. he should be but fairly the okay. The point is that there's still a volcano there. Right? Yep. They create yep. things that happen on a, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. I was just saying. <laughs> you got it. Alex, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Alex. I, it just, it, I don't know, it just seems so odd to me that you would want to have that much room around you. I mean, granted, he doesn't have to worry about keeping it clean like we do. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sure he has staff for that. <laughs> uh, maybe that makes it a little bit better, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, beyond beyond the music room and the pinball room, what else would I need? <laughs> you know? Oh, even, and we could talk about that. Even, even Graceland. You know, yeah. you, you've done the Graceland tour, right? I have, yeah. It, it's not that big. I it's mean, not what you think it's going to be. No, no, no. And it's pretty. Uh, uh-huh. No, it's it's also very 1970s pretty because that's <laughs> the last time anybody really lived there. Gaudy. But, but yes, uh, and the jungle room is over the top and the TV room is over the top and all of that stuff. But but that's what he did is he, you know, he built all of the rooms inside that house that he would want to have. And uh, yeah, that's that's the way I see it. It's like, I don't need that much room. I just want to have stuff, you know? I want space for other people to be comfortable. I yeah. want to be able to host things. I want my family to feel at home there. And then I want a wine cellar and I want a whiskey room. Oh, there and you I go. want a, a build me a 100 foot pool where I can go scuba dive whenever I want and practice and buy me an airplane and I'll learn to fly. So I like give give me that stuff, not. This just feels like a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it will be. But then again, he doesn't have to do any of it. He just gets to mm-hmm. walk in the front door and go, this is mine. Like, does it get its own zip code? Probably. Feels like it gets its own zip code for 100 whatever million dollars it is. Unbelievable. Mm. Speaking of flying, uh, the Amelia Earhart Museum, uh, getting some nice recognition. We'll talk about some of these other new museums coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.